to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Welcome, 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 athletes, to this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm sitting here in my office with my dogs. Love them so much, but they've been barking incessantly for the like the last hour because of the mailman and some visitors we had. So here's the hoping we have some quiet time, <laughs> so I don't have to record this in like a million takes. Here's the hoping. We'll see. <laughs> okay, I am fresh off of the Ironman Coeur d'Alene high. Oh my goodness. It was just about a week ago and I'm still buzzing. I think I might be buzzing all year, to be honest, because I absolutely love cheering races. I was not racing. I was there to cheer. I was there to support. I love it with my whole heart. And when the race is an Ironman, well, I'm in heaven. Give me all day. Enthusiasm is my superpower, my friends. And on that day, the energy, the heat, the excitement, the support, the gratitude for racing, it was all there. And of course, there was also the challenge, the grit, the courage, and some defeat too. And I think that's what I love about both racing and supporting Ironman. Because over the course of the whole day, you get it all. So I just want to send out a really, really, really sincere congratulations to all of you who towed the line It was a day for the record books and congrats to all the Kona qualifiers as well. I love the fact that in just a few days before the race announced that there would be 200 slots allocated to Kona. And I love that because there were people who opened up to a greater sense of possibility simply because of the increased number of slots. Some people never thought it would be possible for them until this race. And I am all about that, all about bigger possibility, and more people. I love it. And today's podcast topic was actually a bit inspired by the race, but even more so post-race. So let's dive in, shall we? Let's dive into this week's topic. Um, We're going to be comparing feeling welcome versus belonging. Did you know that they're not the same thing? (laughs) Did you know that those two are very distinctly different? And I think this is really relevant now as training groups are getting together again and training camps are happening and we're just spending more time in the training social world once again. And when you train with other people, it's important to pay attention to the emotional energy that you're expending around them. It's a give and take. And when people ask me, is it better to train solo or in a squad? My answer is always this. It depends. It depends on you. Yes, it depends on your goals, but it also depends on the emotional boundaries that you have in place and your ability to take ownership of your emotion around others. Because when you train in a group, if you're constantly feeling triggered, it might not be the place for you. That's a good indication that it's not the right place. But if you're challenged in a group and can maintain a certain level of neutrality, like if a training partner is feeling good and maybe outperforming you, then the social aspect is likely useful. But now, if you're feeling triggered, if it's the other flip side of the coin, that's something that you can work on. 
So if you actually enjoy social situations, social training situations, but you know you get triggered, you can work on that. You can work on the emotional management. And that's part of what we're talking about today. The problem is when you want to feel welcome into a training group or a training session with others or training camp, whatever it is, and you anchor your mood or your ability to be present in the session, your happiness, and even your performance on whether or not that group made you feel welcome. Or even taking a step back, whether or not you were even invited to the group session in the first place. Things like, they should invite me, they should do this, they should do that, or they're always excluding people. These are very disempowering thoughts. Because feeling welcome is always dependent on someone else. It's actually very important to ask, what do I really want? Because most often, We don't actually want to be there. We just want to feel welcome. We just want to be invited. We just want to be the ones who get to make the choice on whether we go or not versus not having the choice because we weren't invited. And that's because we're social creatures that want to be included. That's in our um, nature. That's how we've evolved. But this is a slippery slope because it's dependent on other people. Like I said, that dependence is literally saying something like, if you don't make me feel welcome, then I'm not going to be happy or... I'm pissed unless I get invited. And again, that's a disempowering place to be because all of your power over your emotion is given to someone else. And you never, ever, ever want to intentionally put your emotional health in other people's hands, ever. That's a choice. I hear this all the time. Athletes say, well, they posted on social media while they're on this group ride and it would have been nice to be invited, coupled with something like they're so full of themselves. (laughs) And I've been there before too, right? Like we've all been there. My response to that is, do you really want to ride with them? And 90% of the time, the answer is no, because the athletes realize that those people are not the groups that they actually want to hang out in. It's so, it's a, it's like a misguided want or like a want in disguise. We'll call it a misguided want. And you have to be onto your brain when it does this, or else every single social media post will trigger you. And that's a lot of wasted energy. How much time do you spend scrolling social media, judging other athletes group sessions and feeling like crap about it? And how often is that simply because of that misguided want to feel welcome? It seems very innocent and maybe a little justified too. But again, What's really happening at an emotional level is your brain is finding the path of least resistance. It's way easier to blame others than it is to take responsibility yourself. Because when you take responsibility, you can change the outcome. But that change, of course, requires that you not stay in that same familiar, woe is me, they didn't invite me, they don't like me state. Feeling welcome is not a prerequisite for high performance. It's also not a prerequisite for belonging. Did you hear that? Feeling welcome is not a prerequisite for belonging. Because here's the key. If you really want to be in that group, then decide you belong and show up that way. While feeling welcome is dependent on other people's actions, belonging is a choice you make for yourself, for your goals, and for who you're becoming. It's the empowering place to be because it's only dependent on you. And it's rooted in that responsibility or ownership of what it takes to get to that next level, which starts with deciding that you belong. 
This makes me think of that, um, that quote by Eleanor Roosevelt that says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. When you wait to feel welcome, it's because you think others can make you feel unwelcome and inferior. But when you decide to belong, that's you taking responsibility and you choosing how you want to feel on purpose. I know I've talked about this a lot on the podcast before, but for so long, I waited to feel welcome at a master swim group. I waited and I waited and I waited and I built up a bit of resentment along the way. I'm not going to lie. None of which actually helped me get faster, right? Sitting at home, stewing, building resentment, wanting to feel welcome was not the thing that was going to help me swim faster. It wasn't until I decided that I belonged that I step up. Because a decision like that requires massive action and discomfort. It's no wonder a lot of us stay in that disempowering place for so long, right? That massive action discomfort requires us to do something, get off the couch and go do something. But high performance, we know that it's not born from the familiar and comfortable. It's born from that massive action and that discomfort. It's born from taking ourselves to that growth edge, not just physically, but emotionally too. And being responsible for our own emotions 100% of the time is hard work. But letting others control our emotions is far more draining. And in the world of endurance sport, especially, we're in the business of energy management. That is what we do. It is a game of energy management all day. And we need to conserve and use energy for the most useful moments only. And the beautiful thing about belonging is this. It's not just about training groups or training camps. It's start lines and results and everything in between. It's seeing yourself as worthy of what you want to achieve. It's expecting more out of yourself and not getting in your own way. That misguided want to feel welcome, what that actually does is create disconnection. Because that resentment, that inferiority, that's only separating you from the others. But deciding that you belong can not only connect you with other humans, with those similar goals and training plans and whatever else, but it can also connect you to yourself in a much stronger way. Okay, my friends, we're going to keep this one short and sweet. I have a feeling I'm going to be diving into this one a little bit deeper on future episodes from different angles. So I think it's really, really important. But for today, we're going to stop here. I really want you to think about how this applies to you. And great news, barely any barking from the dogs. We made it. All right. I will meet you right here next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.